fucking laugh. Who needs that? It's not my problem. But what if she said, and then I'll do your show? I'd still say no. Really? No no one is worth my discomfort. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think there's anybody I would do that for. I can't think of the person. Well, you know? if you wouldn't do it for Michelle Obama, right. you, yeah, there is no it. one. You Maybe would. the Stones. You know, I don't know. Stones? I want to interview. Have you ever interviewed any of the Stones? Um, I met Keith Richards at a party about a year ago. How'd that go? It was great. He was so much more lively and funny than I imagined he would yeah, be. Yeah, I thought he was just like a guy who's all fucking, you know, like heroined up or something. I like, didn't you know. even want to talk to him because I was scared of him. I saw him sitting right. in the corner and I was like, oh, I'd love to go talk to him, but but isn't it because you leave think him alone. Isn't it like, to me, I've met Jack Nicholson and I get tongue-tied because I feel like he's too cool or something. Like, I'll just be a douche, you know? Well, he asked, somebody said, hey, Keith Richards wants to talk to you. So I went over and talked to him. Oh, what did you talk to him about? Do you, um, do you have to start the conversation? Mostly the conversation was, I can't believe Keith Richards wants to talk to me. That's what you said? <laughs> yeah. And do you understand him? Because it seems oh, yeah. to me it's difficult. Because when I see him ta- interviewed sometimes, he's like, you know what I mean? I, I have mean, a theory about that stuff. And I think uh, Shaq would do that sometimes, too. Where he'd be just going, blah, blah, blah. and then you talk to Shaq, and if he's if he likes you, and he's into talking to you. He's fantastic. He's great. He's funny. He's lively. He's and talking. you can understand him. I think if somebody's not into doing the interview, they give you mumble version. Yeah, yeah oh, that's the worst, right? When as a talk show host, when you get the mumble version of somebody. Yeah, I don't get it that much, but because I've kind of learned, like if I get it, that's it. You know, don't have that person on again. Who was I watching on your show the other night? Was it Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, he was good with you. I think yeah, he, he came to great. life. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I didn't know how he was going to be because sometimes he can get all weird and shit, right? Yeah, it is funny, people. Because you know, I don't think they don't know what to make of Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, and so people think I like sprung that video on him. <laughs> so it was oh, all oh that was all. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I mean, yeah. this, the director of the movie sent it to me. Did you see the Joker? I did see Joker. Yeah. Did you like it? I, you know, um, I, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But yeah, I thought, I, I thought there were a lot of good things about it. But there's yeah. no Batman in there. There is no Batman. Yeah, I got a problem with that. But really? I, I mean, I'll go see it, of course, because what else do I have to do? And anything... Go see it. You'll watch it on your TV or your phone. Yeah, anything When you see it, you'll understand what I didn't love about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder what that is. <laughs> but it's had the biggest October opening ever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good for him. He's a yeah. good actor, though. He really is. Yeah. Um, the, um, so, so going back to my theory that, you know, you've become, you know, an acceptable guy in terms of the in crowd, what was it you, you, you would tell me about Bill Gates and then you, you said to me, Oh yeah, right. What was that all about? Well, on Bill Gates's last day of, of work, Bill uh, Gates, the guy who invented basically, well, he started Microsoft. Microsoft yeah. yeah. At Microsoft, his last day, I roasted him. Oh, his last day at Microsoft, they, they, say to you would you come and roast him yeah and i said is this you want a real roast you know or or this is this or a light roast a, tr- a toast right no a roast even the invitation said roast <laughs> and, it and it's did. just you roasting him? <laughs> it was me and a lot of famous people roasting him but mostly people from microsoft but it was warren buffett oh wow um who else uh steve balmer was there uh it was it was a uh, I know who Steve Bomber is, but of course, explain to everyone. He owns it. the Clippers. He oh, was yeah, one of yeah. <laughs> okay. the big guys. You know, Steve Bomber owns the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the LA Clippers. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
It was a disaster. It was an what? absolute. I mean, it, he did not. First of all, I insisted that he be on stage with me if I was going to do this because right. the key to a roast is that the people in the audience see that the he's a good sport. laughing. Yes. yes. Well, unfortunately, the roasty was not laughing. Oh, oh my God. So what? what who even though, not even a little bit. <laughs> who did you say? To, who said to you that that he wants to be roasted? Were you having a direct conversation with well, him? Well, he did. I mean, no, it wasn't a direct conversation. I mean, he agreed. He knew it wasn't a surprise. Right. Uh, maybe he didn't know what a, exactly a roast was. Oh, my God. Because, listen, you got to know yourself. When, when it's a roast, they say horrible things about you. Right. And, and they're all basically true. Right. So you got to just fucking take it. But I, I don't get roasted because I can't take it. I have a thin skin. Well, neither could Bill Gates. Wow. <laughs> and at the, at the end of it, he said, I want to thank the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> the comedian. The comedian. Oh my He's like, God. we couldn't get Jay Leno for this. <laughs> did you say? Did you go over to him and say, "Listen"? No, I was, I was furious at the end of the at the end of the night. You were, yeah, oh yeah, because you be, be, because he wasn't laughing. Did you bomb? Oh yeah. Oh, the only person laughing was Steve Ballmer, and he was laughing <laughs> like a maniac. Did, did anyone Which, tape in this? In a way, made it worse. Did, yeah. did anyone tape? They it? had like five cameras shooting this thing. Oh my! I think God. it got. I, I think the tapes have been destroyed. If Microsoft wants to go into the streaming business, all they have to do is release that. <laughs> oh my God, you must have been flipping out. I one of my jokes was, um, yeah, what did you say about Bill, Bill Gates G got a fifteen eighty on the SAT? The only reason he didn't get a perfect score is because one of the questions was, "What does a vagina look like?" <laughs> oh. Ah, that's funny. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> And he's not laughing at that? Oh, no. Uh, excuse me. I just want to rebuttal here. I get a ton of pussy. I mean, what the fuck? And the result of him not laughing was me becoming more and more vicious as the night went on. Oh, really? Yeah. Were you the MC? So you, yeah. keep, you get up and introduce these first? Yes. Uh, where did you leave it when you got your most vicious? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, I, 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 think, I, think his, I think his kids were there for whatever reason. They were the only ones there. And I say. And there were people were telling stories about him, about this thing he did and that thing he did. And finally, I was like, your father's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you mean people got up and did not roast, uh, even though it was supposedly roast. And they all kissed his ass. Their roast, their version of roasting was quite different from mine. Wow. Oh, Bill, I love you. You. Uh, it's like, you oh, Bill, you remember the time it was raining and. Um, and you had me take my coat off and lay it down in the mud so you could walk into your car without getting your feet dirty. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That he could handle. Yeah. That he well, left. That was a, that was a true story. Oh, it, it was. Joke, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. He had somebody lay down a coat so that he wouldn't get his feet dirty. Are you fucking kidding uh, me? According to what I heard that night. Yeah. Oh man. Do you think this was maybe an elaborate prank on you? And it this felt like it was and then afterwards was molly with you yes what was she mortified yes yeah. afterwards they're like you know everyone's very timid you know because yeah. they, they brought me up there to do this yeah. and they said uh oh oh that was so funny i go what they're like <laughs> oh laugh? that was hilarious i go uh, how come no one was where the fuck were you when i was dying up there you yeah. know what do you mean it was funny and they're like oh well you know we're you know because they're also scared of him you know does gates come up to you afterwards and at least thank you there was no no i would i don't know what i would have done at that point if i because i was just like 
fuck this. I came up here for nothing. I, you right. know, yeah, like, you didn't get paid. We'll pay you. I'm like, listen, I'll donate it to his foundation. You know, I don't, I'm not here to get paid. You know, this yeah. is not a, a gig that, I'm, you know, this is uh, history. I was convinced by my writers. My writers were like, you should do this. It's, yeah. it's Bill Gates. Yeah, it's Bill Gates, you know. And Man. I was like, really? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, we'll write jokes for you. I'm like, all right, all right. You Lucky know. he didn't have you beheaded. I know. <laughs> Top your head off. <laughs> Back it was. So you would he laugh your ass off if you saw I, me. Oh my God! There's a tape of this somewhere. This we got to get this tape. I know. And I it know. sounds like the jokes were hysterical. It, 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 I will. I stand by every one of the jokes I told as funny. Did you yell at somebody who had like booked you there? Like no, you have his side. No, of the because thing? I could see that they were in trouble too. Oh. <laughs> you know, that they were, they were the one. You know, because they were excited about it. You know. Oh my God! What yeah. a misguided kind of gig. That's my thing. You're too good a guy. Like you, you do you at the drop of a hat. You do nice things for people. Like you heard Bill Gates needed someone to roast him. I would have been like, fuck you. What, well, just because you got a lot listen, of money? I looked at it this I time. like his foundation. I like all I that shit. I think he does but... so many great things. Right. And he, he and his wife, Melinda. Right. And it was his last day, and they asked me, which I was flattered by. I assume right. that must mean he was in some way he involved in the choice. my work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Turned out to not at all be the case. <laughs> yeah. And um, You know and, what you should have done? You should have shoved him in a locker, like what happened to him in fucking high school, right? Just put him in there and lock the door. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so you assumed he was a fan, and like you're like in your yeah, thought processes. I felt like I'd been invited to like his birthday. I mean, it's his retirement. This is a major thing. It was right. only the top-level people at Microsoft. See, this is the difference between me and you. Like, you're smart, and I'm dumb. Like, <laughs> I, no, I, like, like it's i get asked to do things mm -hmm. like last night my agent sent me something from somebody so fucking famous somebody i worship and they wanted me to come and do something and uh my agent immediately wrote them back and said no he doesn't even wait right because he knows it's first of all i don't think i'd be any good in this situation i don't want to be in front of a crowd and i i would rather just not do it and i don't do it because i don't like these people i don't want to ruin their event I'm just not into it. Why would I go? But you go to everything. You're so good no, about that. No, I, I don't go to everything. You're too busy. You're too busy. <laughs> Jimmy does too much. Too Rob. much. On Thursday too night, much. I announced that you were going to be on the show next week. And I said, uh, Howard's come to L.A. He loves traveling. He just likes to have fun. And everyone started laughing. <laughs> Jimmy does too much. I see what he does. He does that for cut the show. Five days a week, and he's got young children. Who's, who's this? <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Who? Jimmy Kimmel. Who? Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> and he runs around all weekend, and then he's up in Tennessee, and he's up till 5 o'clock in the morning living in the house with these people. Was your mother excited that you went to Tennessee? No, she was like, <laughs> what for what are you doing there i said oh you i go oh mom you know our friends jimmy and molly tennessee what are you gonna do there i said oh you know beth wants to go beth wants to go she cannot even fucking fathom why we went yeah and she even was proud of me when i canceled the trip to la it's too much <laughs> Writing a book, it's enough already. Yeah. yeah well, no, I got, I got a lot of praise. from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking wild. I'm sick. Yeah. So look at what they're up to, your mother and father right now. Right. 
and just realize that that's where that's you're you. headed. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And you know what? That's what scares me. Yeah, that's because I see how you. I see how miserable they right. are. You know, they just they don't go anywhere. They're right. They won't even go out to dinner. They just won't. They won't go anywhere. Right. So, I mean, that's going to be my life. Yes. And but Beth's no, got to go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Beth. Somebody was asking me before the show. They were like, um, they said, you should ask Jimmy, what the hell is it? Not, not that why you like me. Uh-huh. Because I know you used to listen to me when you were, you, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, still, you know what I mean? Yeah, when you were a yeah, kid and everything. Right. And, and uh, so, you know, that I get. But they said, what is it that annoys you most about Howard? And then he, and then someone said to me, what annoys you about Jimmy? And I was thinking, nothing really annoys me about you. Yeah. I really like you as a person. And you're one of the few people I actually like. <laughs> so I have Robin. You know what I mean? And even Robin knows to stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> right? That, we had dinner together last night. I was all right at dinner, though. You right? were good. Yeah, I was you good. You were good. Yeah. But, I, but like, if you had to answer the question. Mm-hmm. I, so I was thinking, I go, what is, I said, the only thing that bothers me about Jimmy Kimmel it's the one part of his history that disturbs me a little bit, huh. not a lot. The fact that you had um, a late night with David Letterman license plate when you first got your license. Right. I said, that's just not normal. That's right. just crazy that you did that because that's not like you. Like you wouldn't like you were driving around with a late night with like you worked at David Letterman. Oh, no. You have to understand at that time. No one knew what the license plate meant. But I, I just can't even believe you had a late night. I said, it's the only thing I could think of that might bother me a little bit oh. about Jimmy, that he had a late night with David Well, I, I'm going to give you some more things that will bother right. you. Not only did I have that, in, in high school, every book cover was Late Night with David Letterman, the chemistry textbook. <laughs> late Night with David Letterman. It was, uh, you know. See, that bothers me. Like, I'm a fan. Don't right. get me wrong. I love the Beatles. I love the Stone. I love musicians. Right. But I wouldn't have on my license plate, you know, Beatles Forever or something or Abbey Road. You know what right. I mean? It doesn't jibe with who you are. The uh-huh. Jimmy I know would not do something like that. It, it, you would not do that. But he well, did. The Beatles I don't are believe different. it. <laughs> the Beatles are different. I'll tell you why. Like, I remember, I distinctly, by the way, I had this a weird experience in the, um, in the airport right. on the way to Tennessee. Right. I saw a guy with a hit him with a hind t-shirt. Right. Um, and it was a whole cartoon of John on it. Yeah. And uh, my initial reaction was to go up and like grab hold of him. Right. You know? right. Because you feel like you found some kind of kindred spirit. Right. But in that time, at that time, no one watched David Letterman. Right. I mean, uh, the only people who watched Letterman that I knew were my small group of friends. So you felt it was an underground. It was kind of a thing. way to somehow identify, like there was a guy. And I'll never forget this. I was driving with my mom, and there was a guy that had a T-shirt that said, Ride a Melman bus on it. Larry Bud Melman was on Letterman. And I said, Mom, stop the car. <laughs> and I got out of the car, and I went out over this stranger on the street, and I said, Where did you get that shirt? And he said, Oh, I made it. And I was like, Oh, how you, you know, I shook his hand, and I got back in the car. Are you in touch with Letterman at all? Uh, every once in a every while. Every once in a while I you hear from him? him? Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. I've heard from him a couple of times, but very briefly. It's like a, a quick shot, and that's it, you know. Boom, boom, I mean, boom. if he hears about this in the book covers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'll never hear from him. <laughs> right, right. He'll be too freaked out. Well, I got great news. Jimmy Kimmel is here, of course, the host of Jimmy Kimmel Live weeknights at 11.35 on ABC. But our first, uh, aside from Jimmy, our first guest is here to welcome us to Ooh. L.A. Oh, I So uh, I'm going to just, uh, first I'm going to um, take a little break. 
to prepare for our first guest. Jimmy, I hope you Excellent. will stay with us. I'll be happy to. I'll do whatever. I'll All leave right. if it's easier or whatever. No, no, no. No one wants to see well, you Well, you know what? I do. If, if we ever get a chance, I would like to know from Jimmy what irritates him about you. Yeah. Oh. We, we, you have to think about it. Okay, and I I'll want you to be honest. It. Okay, yeah, I'm like I'm not like Bill Gates. I can take it. You can <laughs> tell me, all right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we will hear from Jimmy later in the show. Okay. But our first guest is here. So what I'm going to do as a tribute to one of my heroes, Ginger Baker, who was one of the greatest drummers ever, yes. who yes. passed away. I love cream. The way you love Letterman, I love fucking cream. <laughs> I cried. You when had cream on me. your pants. All I, ha- I was constantly creaming in my pants. <laughs> but cream was the greatest, and Ginger Baker was the greatest. Why, Jimmy? Why, Robin? Why? Because Ginger Baker was a jazz drummer, and he was a superior drummer for that reason, and had a double bass. Oh. Because all right. Here, listen to a, think of Ginger Baker, listen to Sunshine of Your Love, and then we will be officially welcomed uh, to L.A. by our next guest. All right. Jesus. Did you think about Ginger Baker? I don't know. Ah, here we go. Ah, there we go. Our new studios in L.A. Here we are, Jimmy Kimmel. I got to wait till uh, Baba Booey says uh, we have to wait for our next guest who's going to welcome us to L.A. Yeah. I love the idea that we don't know who the guests are going to be. This is good. It's fun. This is fun. We're having fun. Am I fun or what? Am You're I, so much fun here. Am I fun in L.A., Robin, or not? <laughs> You're so much fun. This is just beautiful. Whose decision was it to put Fred behind a brick wall Mine. for this particular I don't want to see Fred. He I looks wanna... like Kilroy. You can How are you doing back there, Fred? The we can day. almost not see the puppets. It's wall itself. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I know. Fred, do you want to you wanna, you wanna say hi to Jimmy? Do you wanna hi, Jimmy. Up? Good to hi, see you, man. Yeah, almost yeah. see you. <laughs> no, because Fred... Fred is also working puppets, and he's working. Yeah. And what what happens is when I look at Fred, I get distracted. When you see Fred, you almost get hypnotized. <laughs> and then I, you know what I'm saying? All right, now to welcome us to L.A., our next guest is a five-time Mister Universe, six-time Mister Olympia, two-term governor, five-time Terminator. You must know him and you must love him and respect him. A man who conquered America in a matter of years. Not difficult. The great governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look at him. Look at him. Marvel at him. Look at you. Gorgeous. How good you look. God bless you. Look at you. Governor, how are you? Please. Jimmy's here. Robin's here, Governor. Look at you. You're in good shape. I would hope so. I mean, yeah, he better be. You don't like like my pillows? You don't need no stinking pillows. (laughs) Uh, What do do you mean you don't like the pillows? Those pillows were made especially for you. How are you, Governor? Terrific. Thank you. Are you? Is my headset a little loud? No, oh, you're fine. No. Is, do you you lower it a little? Wait, 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 we'll lower it. Hold on. All right. Oh, let's lower, is that a little, a little better? Bit. Yeah, this is a little bit better, yeah. Exactly. You want a little lower? Sure. Yeah, a little lower. Yeah, exactly. Turn it, it off again. so you don't have to hear us? Uh, Jimmy, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. How's, <laughs> yeah, your it <laughs> How's your hearing? Because mine is starting to go. I'm a little younger than you, but not much. I think I don't think I have a problem with the hearing. I think that the eyesight, since the time I was 40, the eyesight started going down, and so I started wearing glasses. 
stronger ones and stronger ones, and now I'm up to like two point two or five or something like that. Be so, honest, isn't it depressing? I'm getting depressed. Even, I know what you're talking about with this eyesight. You have cataracts? No, no, no cataracts. No, no, no problems. Uh, but I mean, it's just the eyesight. It just you have to wear your glasses around your t-shirt. You have to always put the glasses in your in your pockets in a suit when you go out so that you can read the menu and stuff like that. It's just stupid, you know? Yeah, it's just, but it's what happens when you get older. There's certain things that happen, you know, that really is in a way depressing. Because, you know, I always want to talk to you about this. I, I, when I worked out, listen, I didn't work out like you did, but I was always in reasonable shape. I could do the pull. I did a lot of pull-ups. I could really work out. Now at this age, I have the same desire in my mind, I know I can do this stuff. I used to be able to do it. Then I go to the gym. I do a little bit of a strenuous workout. The next day I'm sitting on the radio. I can't turn my head like it literally hurts that much. What is happening to me? Well, I think the body doesn't recuperate as quickly, but I think that uh, you got to go and fight through this, uh, Howard. Are you I mean, fighting through it? Well, it's, I get up every morning at uh, 536 o'clock. I get on the bicycle and I drive down, I ride down to Gold's Gym. Wait a second. I work out for 45 minutes with the weights, then I ride back and then have breakfast. Let me understand. It doesn't make any difference how old I am. I will be doing this until I'm in the grave. Yeah, but you are not doing the same amount of weights, right? No, of course not the same amount, but you get to work out all the time. I do the workout. By the way, I don't want to interrupt this, but has anyone officially welcome you oh, to Los Angeles. No, that's your well, job. I'm going to do that Do now. it, do I it. Said, All right, yeah, please. I officially welcome you to Los Angeles, to the paradise of the world. Okay? You love you love LA. Because, Jimmy, you didn't welcome him. I know. You're gonna oh, do I was it. waiting. I'm, no, I was you, you, going to do it. You're going to do it on your show. I will welcome him on the show. Yeah, I was exactly. sa- saving that for you. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's so silly. I mean, welcome me to LA. When you think about it. I mean, so I'm Why is it all, silly? Because I could do the same show in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, it doesn't matter. But I'm it's here. still great to have you here. I, I, I'm ecstatic when I heard that you're coming to L.A. I said to myself, I want to be on this show when he comes to L.A. It's so fantastic. you are the greatest guy to do this for me. Seriously, I'm, I'm being serious. Jimmy, too. I mean, the fact that you guys would even care to get up this early and come over here and are do Are you it. kidding me? I mean, I mean, we, we love you, Howard. You do? I, I, oh, are you kidding me? No, every single time I've done an interview with you, we had a great time. And the reaction of the people afterwards was always fantastic. Why? Because you are a great fucking interviewer. Thank you. I mean, you're just a natural. You don't, you know, write down the questions and you kind of come up like a program. Tell me now, when did you start working out? Okay, <laughs> what was it like when you grew up with your father? I heard he was very disciplinary. <laughs> this is all bullshit, right? So you, you, you kind of developed like this, this last hour. I've been driving in here from Santa Monica and I've been listening to you guys. Jimmy. It is such a pleasure to, to listen to you guys talk because Thank it's you. a natural talk that guys do when they hang out in the gym or at home or when you smoke a stogie or something like that right. or play chess. That's how you talk. You playing chess these days? Yeah. I want to play with you. I mean, you'll kick my ass, but I want to have no, a game I, with you. I'm, I'm not that good. I'm just, I just love playing. Did you hear I Ronnie talking it. about his, the dick pics he sent to his, to his wife? No. Yeah. Robert's that's real to be wife. That, oh, that, yeah. That, that was real conversation. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That's real locker room got, talk. That's yeah. real. We had locker room talk. <laughs> but you were the but governor. You, but you're also out here to promote your book, right? Yes. Which yes. is fantastic. I mean, I mean, all the interviews that you have in there, I cannot wait to get an autographed copy from you. I said <clears> about <throat> you in the book, and I really do believe this about you, governor, that the, the, the fact is, the way I relate to you is we both had this insane drive to be known to the world. 
I really do feel that. I was on a mission to somehow stand out, to be seen. And I feel both of us really had that need inside of us to be seen. Am I accurate about that? You're absolutely correct. I think that we both have, I think we all three can say that, that we have the same drive. You know, the, not the, not the like the two of you, but yeah, you know. Oh, <laughs> come on now. No, are we? No, no, I'm driven. You're absolutely right. I mean, are I, we narcissists? Hate... You and I. No. What are we? We just like to shoot for the top. Did we? I mean, I'm, and one of my rules to success when I give seminars and lectures about the you know motivational speeches and stuff like that is shoot for the top. Don't go and shoot for something little. And this is why I always say this. When I was Getting into acting, I did not want to be an actor. I wanted to be a leading man. I wanted to be the highest paid entertainer. I wanted to be above the title. That's what I was shooting for. Why shoot for something little? Right. When in bodybuilding, I didn't want to be Mr. Universe. I wanted to be the greatest bodybuilder of all times. Do Why not? Think, do you think bodybuilding is as big now as when you were into it? I feel like it's it's gone back into the... the <clears throat> it's, not, it's not a thing that's in the mainstream still. You know what I mean? You don't hear it as much. Um, you don't hear it that much about it because there is really no personality out there that is really running with it, uh, which in my days was a little different because we had a few guys like myself that were able you to were go personality. out and, 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 and really explode the whole sport. Right? It was, and it was, it was very new. Um, but I think that bodybuilding today is much bigger than in my days because now people are making a million-dollar cash prizes you know what? I got a thousand dollars for the cash prize. Is when right? I won Mr. Olympia, I still had to do bricklaying jobs in Santa Monica with Franco Colombo, which, by the way, we had a memorial yesterday for. Because how are you, you know, feeling about Franco, this? Well, very upset, you know, because he was my best friend. He was a friend of mine for fifty-four years, and he was a friend that I don't think anyone has, because he was so special. He was there for everything. He was so supportive always. I love the guy. He loved me. What was we the relationship really, though? Franco Colombo didn't have your charisma. He didn't have this. The, he didn't even have your height. He didn't have, you know, he wasn't in the same bodybuilding class as you. Was he, was there a jealous bone in this guy's body? I would imagine if I was a bodybuilder and I'm hanging around with you, arguably the biggest guy ever in that sport, and then goes on to movie stardom. How was Franco able not to become super envious of Arnold Schwarzenegger and just, and, and, and sit, by while he's in your shadow. Well, I think that the very fact that he has done so well on his own, right? I mean, he became Mr. Olympia twice. He became Mr. Universe three times, Mr. World and all this stuff. And he was pound for pound the strongest man ever lived. It's that simple. Think about it. The guy weighed 180 pounds and he did a 740 pound deadlift. That's oh more God. than four times his body weight. Now, the day... When you go to the world's strongest man competition, there are guys that are lifting 1,130 pounds, which is the world record. But that's, that's not four times their body weight because they're weighing 400 pounds. So wow. four times 400 will be 1,600 pounds. So he would have to lift more than 1,600 pounds to be equal to Franco Colombo. So Franco Colombo was a superstar on his own. Which he, he, and he was doing movies and all this. He tried to do the same thing as I did. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he was, he was really fantastic. And, Let's not forget about he was one of the most extraordinary chiropractors. So his life was dedicated in helping people and relieving them of pain and help, helping them with their he health. He became and stuff a, like chiropractor a chiropractor. Yeah, and he never went to high school because he was a sheep herder when he was in Sardinia. So think about that. So he first had to get his high school diploma when he came to America, never spoke a word of English. 
Then he got his high school diploma, and then eventually got into chiropractic college and no student loan. He paid for it every step of the way because, like I said, we did bricklaying jobs and we did labor work and stuff like that to make a living so we can afford the proteins and the foods and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how you, you I mean, that stuff is expensive, and I don't know how you guys. Oh, yeah, are, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Franco was really fantastic, and he was one of those great immigrants that came to America and never used America for anything other than just the opportunities. Right. But he never did an unemployment check. He wasn't looking he for a handout. His own health care. He paid for his own health insurance. Everything he paid for his studies and for his school and everything like this. He was a great, great immigrant that always contributed to America rather than sucking America dry. How did you uh, find out that he died? I mean, this guy this guy was the best man at your wedding when you got married. Yeah, Maria, no, he right? was my best friend. Like I yeah. said, we met, uh, you know, in 1965, at the first Mr. Europe competition, did he know things Stuttgart. about you? Did he know things about you that no one knew? In other words, could you conf- is he the one guy you could confide in? Because I would imagine you're suspicious of a lot of people. Uh, he, he probably knew. He probably knew everything, right? And what the, if that means is that, that someone else didn't know, that in the world didn't know? As you know, we are very public. There's all the stuff is just out there, right? Right. So, but I mean, as, but Franco was just the most loyal person. Uh, in the world. I mean, it's just, it just was extraordinary and uh, uh, the most powerful, the most entertaining. Uh, also, a chess player came over to my house regularly and we played chess and smoked stogies and stuff like that. Yeah. And and, and how do you find out that he died? Cause uh, he, I just got the message from his wife that he just uh, uh, passed away on a beach in Sardinia. He was over there in Sardinia celebrating something. He donated some bells for the local church. And so they had a big celebration with the mayor. And uh, then two days later, after the celebration in Ololai in Sardinia, two days later, he was walking on the beach and he all of a sudden fell over at a heart attack. And that was the end. That was the end. Do you think um, um, that bodybuilding and carrying around that much muscle and that much weight can lead to heart problems later in life? I, I, I've talked to doctors about this. Because I have friends who say, you know, oh, you, you should definitely do even human growth, home run, all this other stuff because it puts on size and it makes you feel good. But they tell me the reverse of it is you, you could live up to like 17 to 20 years less because you put on so much mass, so much muscle that it can affect your heart later in life. Well, uh, first of all, you know, what affects your life and what wipes you out eventually is living. Right. I mean, so anyone can get affected if you think about the amount of people that check in every day in an emergency room because of heart attacks yeah. that have nothing to do with bodybuilding or never lifted the weight. So it makes no difference if you're lifting weights or if you have been a runner. Remember uh, uh, Frank Short or whatever his name was, the long-distance yeah. runner? In the 70s, he wiped out of a heart attack. Right. And, uh, you know, so so uh, you, it, it depends. Some people are born with a heart problem. Right. And some people, I was born and genetically... Uh, my mother had a heart problem. Her mother had a heart problem and died of a valve problem. And by the way, we know Dr. Starnes together because oh, he, her, he helped your daughter. Operated on my he son. Yep. On, oh, son. Yep. Okay, son. Okay. So anyways. Well, he was a, a son. Now he's a daughter. Okay. Yeah, they made a mistake <laughs> yeah. in the operation. <laughs> but, but anyway, so the Dr. Starnes is a genius a yes. surgeon. And he has, uh, did the surgery on me 22 years ago. Wow. And put in other, uh, you know, human valves. Right. So that was the interesting thing. So, I mean, I needed valve replacement. And Dr. Stan said to me, he says, you know, I want to see you in more action movies. 
So I'm not going to put an artificial valve in there because for that you would have to take blood thinner. And when you take blood thinner, you can do stunts and all this stuff. He says, so I want you to continue doing your action movies. So I'm going to put homo, uh, homographic valves in there, which are human valves. Oh, wow. And so, uh, which last normally 15 years. So that's why I had surgery just a year ago because one had to be replaced and then another one, the aortic valve has to be replaced eventually too, which have, has gone way past 15 years. It's now 22 years. That's so amazing. That needs surgery also. But, you know, some people have this problem from birth and some yeah. people get it because of shitty living, right. eating bad, living under stress, eating too much, too much meat, which we found out is bad. You, some ch- you used already. to eat meat. You were known for eating tons of meat because you were bodybuilding. Tons of meat and also, uh, you know, eating a lot of eggs and just, you know, too much of everything. But then when you get older, you find out that that actually is not good for you. When you're young, you get away with everything. Right. But when you're older, you should then just cut back on the meat. I'm not a hundred percent vegan, like some people write, but I'm, I would say 70, 80% vegan. So, which means that I would, throughout the week, I would eat no meat. Maybe on the weekend, some Wiener schnitzel or some steak I would make on the weekend, but I, I still have some, but not as much as I used to. Is any of that have to do with the environment? Like if we stop eating, because you've been really big with your initiatives, even when you were a governor, you, you I mean, you really cared about the environment, which is kind of weird, too, because now with the, the current landscape, I felt the Republican issue years ago used to be the environment. Even Nixon had a Clean Air Act. If you remember back in history, it was like a big deal. And now I feel like the Republicans have dropped that. They're yeah. kind of anti-science. Are you confu- I, I, are you still considered a Republican? Do you consider I'm yourself a, one? I'm I'm a Republican. I'm a traditional Republican. I'm a Reagan Republican. I'm a Teddy Roosevelt Republican. Are I'm you a, involved? I'm in a all? Lincoln Republican. So that's the kind of Republican I am. So if what the new Republican Party does in the way they've veered off the Republican principles is their problem, not mine. I stay true to the Republican principles, which is that you take care of your earth, you take care of your environment. Remember Ronald Reagan created the Air Resources Board in California that enables us to clean our air. And that's it was, how we were able to reduce our greenhouse gases in California by 25%, which was supposed to be by 2020, and we did it already in 2018. California was a leader in Oh, that. we are the leaders right. in environmental laws. We are the leaders, and at the same time, we are the leaders in economic growth because we have the greatest GDP of any state in the United States and the fifth largest GDP in the world. So are you... So think about this. This is wild because most people don't know that, that our GDP is uh, only behind, you know, the United States, China, Japan, and Germany. Then we're the fifth largest. If we would be a country, we would be the fifth largest country in the world. So our GDP is twice as, as big as Russia is. So is your point that you can be environmentalists and still do well? That is the point because so many of the Republicans say we are pro-jobs, but we don't want to hurt the jobs and we don't want to hurt the economy, so therefore forget about the environment. It's absolute nonsense because we have proven it here in California that you can do both. You can take care of the environment and also the economy at the same time. I heard you were starstruck when you uh, met that little girl who uh, was chastising. Greta, Greta. you met her, right? Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I invited her to She's our fantastic. to our world summit in Vienna, and um, she, what is so great about it is, I mean, and think about it. I always love when people have balls. Yeah, and to, to think about that, this girl one day said, "I'm not going to go to school, and I'm going to sit out in front of the Capitol, and I'm going to protest because they don't do enough in Sweden." Right, because Sweden is already doing a lot for the environment, right? The Swedish government, but she thought it was not enough. 
So she's sitting there and she's protesting, not going to school, and created a lot of attention. And her whole spin was, this is, wait, you guys can fuck around with the environment all you want, but who is it going to affect? My generation. That's right. Because we are going to inherit the world. And you have the responsibility to hand over this world in better shape than you inherited it. So why? So, so, so she is protesting and she got a lot of attention. And therefore now all of a sudden the media worldwide is now writing. They have a new uh, kind of spin on writing about a clean environment. And so that's, it was, she really is a great, great asset. She's a great communicator. She gives feisty speeches. Why are people She's so wonderful. angry with her, though? Because it was one politician. I There's forget only the guy. one side that is angry, and this is the right. Why? Okay, because they are getting paid by the coal companies, and they're getting paid by the oil companies, and by the car companies, and all those guys. So they get disturbed. So they find problems with her. Well, she looks a little bit retarded on stage, and she looks weird, and yeah. she's this, and she's that. She's angry, and all this kind of stuff. Well, of course she's angry. That is, a, that is clear. I said, but she's brilliant. She's a very smart girl. She's a sweetheart of a girl. And she's very passionate about this cause. And she's going around the world and is creating protests and rallying kids up there to say, come on in. We got to go and teach this. You got to admire that. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, as you know, that I don't have much respect for politicians, right? I mean, I was in that arena and it is horrible what you see there. It, politics is, is, is a dirty job. But are you still and, connected to guys where you could yeah, say yeah, to them, what the, are they absolutely. privately saying to you they're not happy about uh, some of the things going on and then they publicly won't say it? Well, it is just a, a political spin. Of course, they know privately that, you know, we are killing the world. And I always tell them, I say, if you don't believe that we have a problem with pollution and that we should go to electric cars and hydrogen cars, I say, if you don't believe in that, I said, then let this, let's do it this way. Let's create two rooms. In one room, we put a gasoline-fueled car, and in one room, an electric car. We turn on the engines in both of those rooms, close the doors. You go into the, the room where the gasoline-fueled <laughs> car is, and I right. go into the room with the electric car. I say, let's just <laughs> hang, hang out in there for a year, of, I mean, for an hour. Right. And they always say, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Right away, you know why? Because they know they're wrong. The fact of the matter is we are polluting the earth. We should be getting off uh, fossil-fueled cars. We have the technology now, as you know, with Tesla. And also Ford and other companies now, Mercedes, they have the technology now to go with electric cars. Right. But they still are in cahoots with the oil companies. So they're still having a difficult time getting off. But we just have to put the pressure on them all the time, talk about it all the time. Feels like it's a just, losing battle, though, doesn't no, no, it? I hate no, to be no, a defeatist, no, but... Don't ever be a defeatist. Yeah. Don't ever be a defeatist. How, how it, this is winnable. Everything is winnable. Remember what the, what the Mandela one time said, you know, everything seems to be impossible <clears throat> until someone does it. Right. And we got to do it. Right. Yeah. That's the truth. Speaking of doing it. So what are we doing with, uh, Terminator? We're doing another one. Well, we have done another one. It's coming out now on November 1st. No kidding. And overseas, it's coming out a week earlier. Have you um, seen it? Of course I've seen you it. You happy? Yeah. yeah, I'm very happy about it. It's yeah, a, very it it's but you know what I'm more happy about? What? I'm more happy about that Paramount this time has learned how to promote a fucking movie. What, what, why, what do you, why do well, you say because, that? Because last time I was like calling them every day and they said, what are you guys doing? This is so stupid. You're giving the story away. There's people don't like that when you give the story away and you, you tell too much about the movie. You know? And hey, you don't understand it. Oh, this is the new way of promoting, you know, you're a different generation. I said, fuck it, different generation. I said, nothing has ever changed. Right. So this year, this year, I have probably called once or twice Paramount to give them a suggestion. 
Right. Because it is so perfect, the promotion, the way they're doing it, the way they're rolling out the promotion, the way they're rolling out the billboards, the, the TV spots, and all of the, 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 the trailers and everything like this. I'm so happy this time, the way they do it, and therefore there's a whole different mood out there, and the people are looking forward to seeing the movie because it's being handled the right way. So in other words, you're not revealing, like in other words, the fact that you're coming back and you're the Terminator, everyone's saying, well, what the hell happens? There's no leak on that. We don't know what's going to be. Well, the only thing that we know is the Terminator and Terminator 1 was just a machine. Right. He'd learned a few little sentences here and there so that he could communicate. But in the second one, he, he was hanging out with this boy, and therefore he became more human and uh, also a little funnier, uh, but still was a machine. In this one, I hung out now with human beings for 20 years, and now you see a Terminator that has is half human and half a machine. So you see a progression there, and it makes it really an interesting story in this movie. And who's involved in that? That's Jim Cameron again? And, well, uh, Jim Cameron Linda, has created Linda. the story. Linda and Hamilton, right? Linda Hamilton is back again. So this yeah. is really great to have the old team back. It was there from the beginning, and to have them back, and of course, uh, uh, Mackenzie and there's you know other uh, you know. Actors I love that the, franchise. The, the, it's I love really, it. It's really fantastic. And Tim Miller, the guy that directed it, uh, who directed Deadpool, Deadpool. I mean, he is really great because he's so versatile with visual effects. And he's such a good director, works so well with the actors and all. So it was really a pleasure working How long does him. it take to shoot a new Terminator movie? It took, uh, I think, around five and a half months. Um, and um, a lot of hard work. Uh, but, I mean, the action that you can do now with the visual effects and with the high-wire stuff and the stunt stuff. Do they, send really you the script? do they send you the script and then you say, hey, listen, this thing is not up to snuff? I mean, because you know what, what's happening out there. You know, like a lot of movies, they just kind of fluff off the script and it's not great. Do you say, I'll do this, but I got to read this thing and believe in it? Well, of course you always do that. Yeah. But I was, I would say, very happy about the fact that Jim Cameron created the story and then, you know, picked the writers and all this, that he was involved because he's so brilliant That's right. with all of this stuff. And so to have him back was very important to me. And also to have Linda back because she is a badass. Right. I tell you, she is, she sells so well that this badass woman, and she was in great shape. She got back into shape. She was doing chin-ups in front of us at the age of, 60 or whatever she is. I mean, really? It's, it's really extraordinary, yeah. Why can't I do those anymore? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the movie's coming out November 1st, and, uh, well, that's and exciting. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Do you ever do these Comic-Con things? Would you ever go and do a paid appearance at, like, I Com did. You did? I did. I did. Uh, uh, well, sometimes you do it for free when you promote a movie. Like, for instance, I did Comic-Con for free in San Diego. Right. And then you go to other Comic-Cons where they give you half a million dollars, a million dollars, and you go and show up there, and you no take kidding. pictures with the people and all that stuff, yeah. It's fun to do. Isn't that unbelievable and to you? stay in touch with your audience. Oh, I'm with, all, you. With, with all of your success and all the money you made, the fact that you could go somewhere and somebody hand you a million dollars just to show up, it's still got to blow your mind. For an hour. It's, it's got to blow your mind, uh, right? Uh, and you can't turn that down. I don't care if you've got $10 billion. No, you're absolutely bank. right, because the funny thing about it is is that, uh, well, I admire that you went up to... Uh, Bill Gates? You know, no, not Bill, well, Bill Gates also, but also Obama. Oh, right. you know, Obama. Yeah, I mean, Michelle Obama to interview her for free. Yeah. yeah. But the way you were telling the story is it was not for free because she came to your show, which helped your ratings and which helped your show. Right. So right. The, you know, it's an end. There's no, as the, uh, here, uh, Milton Friedman always said, 
There's no such thing as a free lunch. That's right. Every, there's always quid pro quo. There's always something yeah, exactly like that, you know. But I mean, that is, I think it's a great idea because, as you say, she's uh, terrific. She was a terrific first lady, and um, she really was. She was fantastic. You know, she made it more casual, and I think the whole thing was also because she was not in the political arena for a long time. Remember that he became state senator and then became senator, and then bang, he was in the White House right. uh, two years later. So it was like bang, 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 right? right? So I don't think there was a way for her to really warm up to be something else but herself. And this is, I think, the most attractive thing when people in the political arena, I think, are themselves. You know, so you, gotta be, you cannot fake it. Like, for instance, you never see a politician smoking a stogie. Right. Why? Because they want to fake it. They right. want to go and tell the audience that I'm clean. I'm not one of those mafia kind of guys that smoke stogies <laughs> right. or those terrible things. So I smoke, which is a bad message about health and fitness and stuff. What message is there for the youth? And so, so when I had a smoking tent in, in Sacramento, I had in the middle of the Capitol, I had a smoking tent. Do you know how many one third of the legislators came down smoking in the smoking tent? <laughs> they loved because it. they couldn't smoke anywhere else. Democrats and Republicans. And it ended up being my favorite tool to go and get together with the other party, with Democrats, and bring Republicans together, smoking stogies, smoking cigarettes, and then hanging out there and talking because about what were being we real. do together. Because we were real. What do you think is going to happen with Trump? Do you think that this thing's going to turn into something with the Ukraine and all of that? I don't know enough about it, to be you honest. You really don't? You, no. I'm, you know I, about I, this stuff. I, I know you about politics. it, but not enough. Would you have been a great president, yes or no? Uh, yes. You would have been. Well, you know why? Is it killing you that it's, you can't it's, be it's the president? Not, it's not because of the philosophic differences or anything like that. It's just simply, to me, when I was governor, I was only thinking about one thing. Not my party. I was only thinking about the people. What is the best for the people? So if I see that people really want to have infrastructure, we build infrastructure in California. We build extra highways and extra uh, passovers and off-ramps and on-ramps and tunnels and all this kind of Raise the minimum wage. They raise the minimum wage. When we saw that there is something, we need more after-school programs, we created more after-school programs. We didn't ask first, wait a minute, what does this philosophically mean? Or about, the, you know, the environment. I didn't say this is a Republican principle because in the end, I mean, You're there, there is no Republican air and Democratic air. We all breathe the same air. Right. Bottom line, right? So therefore, let's do what is best for the people rather than asking the party first. You don't, ha it never should be a party hack. You should always be a public servant. And this is why I would have made a great president. Do you think, um, do you, do you think, are you and Trump still going at each other? I mean, are you guys, cause he, every, every so often it's just silly stuff, you know, you know, do you ever he, run into him? He and I were, used to be friends. We hung out at the wrestling matches together, right. at various different parties together. He came out to Hollywood. He would wanted to be supportive at my governor's race. I couldn't take any money from him because the money came from gambling. And I said that I would never take any gambling money. So I didn't take any money, but he was trying to be helpful, right. which was very sweet of him and very nice of him to do and all that stuff. It's just that I couldn't really go with him because of his philosophy about the environment and some of the other issues. And I told him that before the election in 2016, I said, look, I would love to endorse you, but I can't because I've worked too hard on environmental issues. And you try to bring coal back. This is like bringing blockbusters back or something like that. Right. It's a Michigan kind of an idea. I said, what are you talking about here? So did you vote for Hillary? Uh, so I didn't vote, no. John Kasich. Oh, you did? Yeah. Who are you going to vote for this time? Will you vote for a Democrat? I will find out what is happening there in the Democratic side because, I mean, there are also a lot of weird stuff going on there. If Elizabeth I mean, Warren wins, can you vote for her? Um, I could. I just have to see what her 
program is and what your vision is for the future of America. Because I think the most important thing is that we keep America number one. So you're not ruling out voting for Trump? I doubt it. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Okay, so there's a doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you would have made America great again, right? That that would have been the, uh, the thing. No, yeah. I would have never said that because America is great. Exactly. It doesn't need to be great again. It is great. Our challenge is how do we keep it the great, the greatest country in the world? That is really the challenge. But I tell you one thing, Howard, and I think it's for everyone that listens to is important to know that we have problems. But when I go around the world, there is no one that comes to me and says, can you help me get to some other place other than America? Right. Everyone comes up to me and says, can you please help me get to America? Right. No one says, can you help me get to the Middle East? No one ever <laughs> right. has come to Nobody me and says, can that? you help me get to Russia? Can you help me get to China? Can you help me get to Australia? Can you help me to go you know, to Africa? Nothing. Can you help me get to America? America is the most thought of the country in the world. Everyone envies us. Everyone wants to come here. Everyone wants to be an American. Last time I saw you, you said you um, were in discussions that you sat with Eddie Murphy and you were going to do a remake of Twins, not a remake, but a, a sequel, I guess, to Twins, where it's going to be you, Danny DeVito again, and now Eddie Murphy. They're going to find out you have another brother. I love this concept. I thought this could be great, but I haven't. I, I want to know where we're at with this. And, and, uh, we, are, and we are in a writing stage. Oh, we are. So, so yeah, it's uh, being written. Um, our mutual friend has been dragging his feet a little bit, uh, Ivan Reitman. Why is he dragging his feet? Because he wants to protect the first one, and he was worried that the second one may, you know, be better or maybe worse. I mean, I don't know. He's I just, get just that. Not, he was just, not, yeah, I get it too. It can be course. paralyzing, can it? When you make a great classic film, you say, why should I screw with this? This is absolutely. Been fantastic. I, 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 I totally understand it, but we still have to convince him to go and move faster. But we're moving in the right direction. People came up with some great, great stories. And I cannot wait to do it because Eddie Murphy will be absolutely hilarious. Absolutely. Be the third brother that we find out about, you know, how this black guy get into the mix and how did this sperm mixing happen there? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it would be good. Yeah. And where are we at? Your dream is to bring back one more time Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, I like this. Well, I am a big Conan. Uh, That's when I first met you. You were out promoting Conan and I saw you in a men's room making duty. And I was very excited about this. Fred and I saw you, and I was like, so, and you were like, you talked to you, like, how are you, boys? And uh, you, you don't exactly. even care. I get very uptight. I cannot move my bowels in public. You can't. No. It's well, never going to happen. The governor used to shit in the smoking tent, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm too uptight. No, no, you're uncomfortable with your body. I tell you, it was, it was like when I was in the army, in the Austrian army, that was the thing to do when you sat on the back of the truck. Can you piss? into your helmet or shit in your helmet in front of all the other guys, oh, you know, geez. because you were sitting, you'll be sitting on this truck, you know, for hours. So eventually you had to go. Right. It's a very tricky thing to do. So you really got to kind of think and, 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 you and, and relax. You in front of other men because I, you know, I, I remember seeing you in pumping iron. You have, you, I saw your penis. It was fantastic. It was well, beautiful you. and big. And, and I love I, getting compliments like this. Well, I'll be, Governor, I'll be honest with you. You know, my penis, I told you this, it's small. It's like a, it's like a button. And I cannot pee. If I was in the army, my, I would just have to pee in my pants because I cannot pee. I could not whip it out. There's nothing to whip out. You, you know what I mean? You're gifted that way. You're very lucky. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank and you. I, and I think in a way that's why you could do bodybuilding because you can be in a gym. You can walk around and just shower. You know, it's you're not uptight. No, not uptight. No, I learned it a long time ago. And your it's personal life relaxed. is wonderful. You have a girlfriend now, and I like her profession. 
Well, thank you. She is a physical therapist. Exactly. Yeah. This is what you need. And that's how I met her. She was like, you know, fixing my shoulder after surgery. And uh, that's how we met. What happened with your shoulder? I um, wore a lot of things from all the stunts and uh, from skiing accidents. Um, really skiing yeah, accidents? Oh, yeah. What are you? You're of, doing too much. Why are you skiing out. so much? Well, because What's I love it. Yeah, I but love it. what if you get hurt? But, but that's what happens. Don't you want to live do forever? Sports, you know, I, 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 oh, would I love to live forever? Why? Are I you think, afraid of death? I mean, are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid of death. I I'm am. just pissed off about it. Yes. Because, I mean, especially <laughs> I think when you have a life like we have. Yes. And then one day it's over. Mm. I mean, that really pisses me off. Governor, where are we going to go when we die? Be honest with us. Well, the truth us. is that we go six feet under. That's and it? And you're going to rot there. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's it. I it's thought you were told me to be uplifting. No, today. but that's, that's the reality. <laughs> that's how you welcome and me to LA? Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> yes. there, there is a life after this, and we all know it's going to be different. If there's a life after this, I hope it, it there is a life one, after is this. Well, it's not going to be like this. I'm not going to sit after we are dead. We're not going to sit here like this and do interviews and have a great time and have oh. laughs and have Robin there, you know, giving us this Robin. beautiful smile right. all the time. Robin I mean, won't the, be there? No. So, I mean, this will be different. <laughs> will, Worms maybe there will be us. angels sitting around. Maybe Nothing. there will be God there smacking us every time we say something, a four-letter word or something like that, right? <laughs> I mean, they'll say shit it. or this or whatever. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it, it is upsetting. And I cannot stand it. I Are you not, angry about it? I'm so angry about it. Me too. I'm furious about it. Me too. I'm telling you. Can't we do something? No, but that's why you and I, we are so much alike. I know. Because we, right. want to be, we, want, we want to be the only ones that will live forever. My parents are going to live forever. You know why? They don't do anything. They sit in their apartment and Father Death can't find them. They don't, they, they, there's no way to locate <laughs> That's funny. Listen to me, Governor. I yeah. want to say something to you sincerely. I want to say this in front of Jimmy, in front of Robin, and even Fred. Even though you don't like Fred, I want to say it in front of him. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me to L.A. I wish you luck. We've got the big Terminator movie coming out. Which every, mm -hmm. Listen, you know I'll be there. Dark Fate. Opening November 1st at Theaters Everywhere. But you're a great guy. I love you for welcoming me to L.A. I don't like your message about death, but I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you for doing this for me. Absolutely. Thank you. It was you. great to see you. And, uh, and here I am in L.A. Tell Thank all you. your friends. Exactly, I'm here. I will. Right. Please I'm, go I'm going to tell them. Where are you going to go right now? Now that you're leaving, where I'm going what back is, home. And what's going to happen? Do some work there. Work. Yeah, work. Yeah. Have you already worked uh, out and all that today? Yeah, of course I worked His out. His first I, I workout. I got up at five thirty and worked out very early. I had my oatmeal, <clears throat> my breakfast, and everything like this. And I go home and I do some work, some reading, and there's a lot of things that need to be done because you know I'm involved. Do you, you get know, a lot of fiber? <clears throat> yeah. Do you uh, move your bowels more than once a day? Uh, I don't count, but I mean, uh, well, here's the good thing. Uh, there's yeah, good I'm thing. I'm trying to leave on an There's good thing and bad, a bad thing. <laughs> good news is I have power movement every morning at six o'clock. Is that morning. true? Every, in a helmet? It, it or is. Right. <laughs> no, no. The sad news is I don't wake up until seven. <laughs> <laughs> the great <laughs> Governor Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Thank you. Not bad. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Governor. Thank and uh, we'll be back. Uh, Adam Levine is going to do a song for us next oh. to welcome us into uh, L.A. I oh, will wow. reveal that. Yes. And I will be back after this. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. And, I'll uh, see, see Terminator. <laughs> Hi, Howard. This is Gwen Stefani. I wanted to welcome you to L.A. I grew up in California, and it's really such a beautiful place. From the mountains to the beaches, from the canyons to the valleys. And you won't see any of it. So enjoy the inside of your hotel room, and welcome to Hollywood.
on my back? What is this? It was cream. No, I know that. I mean, what am I doing? Do I have to do a commercial? No, you're good. Oh, I, I see. Uh, by the way, uh, before I introduce Adam, our shows in L.A. are brought to you by Gardein, which if you're like me, are you a, a vegetarian? Oh, you're not? Not like a pure vegetarian. Because huh? huh. I'm eating Gardein meatballs. They're uh, plant-based. and it, I'm telling you. Plant-based is a thing now. Yeah, That's my thing. You are plant-based. I am. I, I was raised as like a plant, <laughs> like a potted plant. Is she a pet? Uh, also brought to you by, our trip to LA is brought to you by Gardein, Experian Boost, and Zip Recruiter. And I am very honored because Adam Levine says, hey, let me welcome you to LA with a song and this kind of thing. And then there he is. He's sitting there, Jimmy. There's there he Adam is. Levine. This is me. Look at yeah. you, man. Let Hi, me guys. look at you. This is a whole new look. Uh, you know, I, this is just, I'm trying to grow it. And it's because you're good looking. You can do that. It and that's a mess. You've got a mohawk. I do. I like to experiment with various types of mohawk. A braided mohawk. Yeah, you got a braided mohawk. And I, I yeah. would love to do something like that, but with this face, I ain't doing it. You should. It's actually a very liberating thing because people look at you weird and it's so much fun. But well, you got to get all the facial hair, too, and have it trimmed up. Well, this is more or less laziness. <laughs> Did you have to learn how to make how to do braids? My wife does it for she me. She does it for you. I can't braid anything. Oh. I'm, I'm, you don't know where we are. I don't know where we are either. Where are we? Where are we? Jimmy knows. We're right near my studio. We're in Hollywood. We're real close. Yeah. I know we're close to Jimmy because we're in Hollywood and it's yeah. in the area. But I got turned around because we went to some, some alley and I know we're... Everybody's in full agreement during the commercials <laughs> that uh, this set is better than our one in New York. Jimmy says it is. I think it is. It's got a better feel to it. It's lighter. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is the way to go. Maybe we'll just, Rob, maybe we'll just bring this back to New York, this set. We got it carried in our bags. Uh, how are we going to get it back? I don't, I don't know. know. Gary will get it back. Or just stay <laughs> here. Yeah. Someone's got to stay get here. It back. I know you yeah. love LA. Who cares? We'll just get it back. All right, now listen, Adam. We got a lot of ground to cover. First of all, we should say that uh, not only is Adam Levine here to welcome us to L.A. because this is a star-studded show. <laughs> Jimmy's here. The governor was just here. Now yeah. Adam is here, and Adam, of course, is with James Valentine. Look at you, James. Hey, how's it going? James Thanks is a guitar us. player. Welcome he's, to LA. Uh, he's uh, worked out with Adam this song. What is it going to be? A new song we're going to do? Yeah, we're going to do a new song. I think this is the first... Oh, no, we actually, we've done songs of ours on the show. Usually we do covers yeah. on your on your show. No, um, but you do songs. Yeah. Of, you do no, Maroon now we 5 do. songs. I was thinking yeah. about like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing a brand new Maroon 5 song. We're really happy. Is Maroon so 5, is everyone getting along? Are we uh, looking yeah. at a uh, tour or something? Just barely. We barely get along. What's going on, man? What have you been doing since love The Voice? You. I love you. Now, now, wait a second. Let me understand. First of all, let's go over everything before we get to the new song. There's a lot song. to cover. There is a lot to cover. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to cover. It's been a while. Are you ready to talk? ish yeah what happened with the voice you just burned out on it or did yeah, you yeah you know i it's one of those weird things like i've obviously been asked that question a couple of times yeah but i need to know never mind know, these know, other people you want I, the real, uh, well yeah i um, want the real answer the real the real answer is that i was ready to not be doing it anymore i think for a little bit and i get and, that and i i think that when it all kind of naturally happened i was like okay you know this is t this feels right it, uh, for 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 better or worse the moment in which we decided to to walk away felt really good it felt Adam, like this is the right time for me to go were you pissed off be this is what i read you were pissed off <laughs> this is what you read because yeah i listen i read i read the daily mail i read all that shit <laughs> what do you think i do i'm no intellectual